Phil's here. Welcome to my show where I will be sharing with you the strangest secrets to spiritual and professional success and productivity. Now, here's why you want to listen. I'm a preacher's daughter who went from wearing hand-me-downs to giving people a hand up in life and in business. As a woman, a wife, a mom, and a glass ceiling smasher, business owner, dream resurrector, and coffee aficionado, I love working with men and women like you, from the boardroom to the classroom. I've met with adversity, met with success, and overcome a few obstacles along the way. I've learned the strangest secrets of how to succeed as one who is a spiritual professional, empowering anyone who wants to fulfill their calling in life. I'm here each week to share the strangest secrets to success with you. So let's get started. So what does it look like? Something like this. It means that we communicate with clarity. We have a good presentation. We have words that lift up and that build and that chart a clear course for where our team is needing to go or where our project is needing to go. We build others up in their strengths. We see them. We don't have to be the one with all the glory, but we see so-and-so who needs to be asked to give a presentation or lead a team or do this or do that. You know, you can be kind of God's secret agent, HR person out there, uh, just helping people step into their strengths. You're transforming the atmosphere with your very countenance, the prayers you've prayed, the way you're speaking, the way you're carrying yourself. Your head's a little higher. Your step has got a little more confidence in it. You're bringing solutions to the table that take care of things. And you're stepping in to what we might just call God-made success. When you do those things, people see it. They recognize it. And they want more of it. And you'll find yourself being uh, put in various positions. And you'll kind of think, wow, I can't believe I did this. So-and-so's been there longer than me. But look where I am. Look what's happening. So is it spiritual? Is it practical? Is it professional? Yeah. It's all-inclusive. It is the spiritual professional that we're talking about. So the values of a spiritual professional. The first one is to know. To know. To know what? Well, first of all, to know God. Did I want to go on record and say that the most profound lessons I have learned in life, I have learned in the context of work. The most profound lessons Lessons I have learned about God are in building uh, a high-performance team on the fly, on my living room floor, desperate every night for revelation about how to do something I'd never done before, on how to put together systems. I would be up at midnight typing invoices and um, just creating uh, flows for how things were going to happen to take 5,000 people through a particular training for a company in six months. Because I would always answer the phone, and they'd say, well, can you train uh, 5,000 people in diversity in the next six months? And I'd always say, yes, we can. And then I'd hang up the phone and go, somehow we're going to do this. How? You know, and so we'd hit the prayer. We'd get out the flip charts, and we'd start uh, doing the flow charts and finding the resources and training the people. It worked every time worked every time. But man, in the crush, in the middle, in that time in the in-between, the you get to know how does God work in crunch time? How does God give you wisdom and revelation on the fly at midnight when you're already exhausted? So all those things, God just meets you in the moment and just unpacks levels and levels of revelation. Uh, one of the things I like to say is this, could it be 
that the praying man or woman available to God can bring blueprints from heaven to earth on a day-to-day basis in our work. And I want to tell you that the answer is yes. And you know that. You know that. Can it be that the man or woman available to God can synergistically partner with God to bring blueprints from heaven to earth? These are how the solutions get put in place. So we want to know our God. We want to understand what's going on. And he will show you, Lord, what was behind that? Why is this person so angry? What's going on? And he'll, he'll help you know, okay, ask this question. Ask them how things are at home. Ask how their family's doing. I have helped a friend who's very, very close to me to this day overcome a great grief. God's got men and women in the marketplace next to the people who need a little church service right where they are when we're trying to drag them into the church building at the next picnic or something. Today's marketplace leader... needs to dream like a Joseph. Joseph had a few dreams. Maybe in his immaturity, he shared them a little prematurely. But boy, the boy was not afraid to dream. And the boy had a big dream. And some of you have gone through your own pit that's left you afraid to dream again. Some of you have been betrayed by your brothers, whether they were your brothers in your family or sisters in your family or people in your community or people in your church, people you thought you could count on. And you've been reticent to dream again because that was just too painful. And what's happened is you've pushed it back in your mind as far as you can get it, the painful memory or the betrayal or the accusation, or what you may consider a a failure on your part. And so you think you've pushed it back here off the radar, but it's constantly nagging at you when you lay your head down at night to go to sleep. It's constantly keeping you from going full on ahead because you have that, that nagging, what if that happens again? What if they're in the room? What if this happens? What if that happens? And I want to tell you, you'll never step into your destiny fully until you get those things settled and step beyond them. And so it's often an iterative process. It's not always just that one good meeting where you did it, you know. It takes that one good meeting, and it probably takes the next meeting and the next meeting, and it takes coming to a place where you are so committed to the future God has for you that you refuse to be kept down by that painful memory anymore. I'm convinced this is the lesson Joseph learned. He had used his gifts in prison. He didn't wait till he got out and went to a five-year inner healing course and then went to business school and then applied for a job in the, in the palace, you know, to figure it all out. Hey, it was crunch time. Famine was coming. Somebody had a dream. Somebody needed to know what it meant. Joseph created his own job description by being a man who was excellent and a man who understood how to interpret a dream. And when the time came that the authorities said, well, what do you think needs to happen and he lays out the job description of this most excellent person, the answer is, you're the only one we know like that. Welcome to your new job. Was that in a church? It was in a heathen land, wasn't it? And too many Christians are trying to get out of the heathen land when that's right where God has them to be on track when crises occur. 
So as men and women in the marketplace who are going to go for this thing, you got to be willing to dream again. You've got to be willing to step away from that pain and let God have it and step over a line so that you say, I will no longer be held back from my destiny by this nagging pain. You can go to your grave with it and it will taunt you the rest of your life. Or you can get it settled and you can say, um, by standing up, you can take a measure of faith and a step right now that just says, I will no longer be held back by the pain of my past. How many need to do that and want to do it right now? So let's stand up. Let's step into that. So Father God, right now we are taking our stand to say we'll no longer be held back by the pain that has plagued us. Every time we thought we had another opportunity, God, to step up and to venture out, we had that haunting, tormenting dream of the failure, the betrayal, the pain. God, the way that we felt that we were such a failure. And Father, tonight we surrender that to you. And we say, oh, God in heaven, take that off me. I cannot carry it another night. And so, Father, we thank you that you are here with angels ready to do business, ready to take that off our shoulders, ready to remove it from our lives and history, to delete it from our resumes, God. We'll, we'll take the lessons. We'll keep the gold nuggets. But we'll no longer walk, walk under the burden of that accusation. So we agree by the blood of the Lamb that has already been shed And Father, we agree with the word of our testimony even tonight. In the name of Jesus and God's people said, Amen. We hope you're loving the Linda Field Show and that these ideas are helping you succeed day by day. We know you're busy and don't always get the resources you need to grow in your development as a spiritual professional. That's why Linda has created True Tribe, a community of learning for men and women who are ready to experience God-made success. You can access helpful classes and put your learning to work by getting started today for just $1. Come on over to truetribe.org join and get what's waiting for you inside True Tribe. See you over at truetribe.org join.